even if you're not uh, at the top of an organization, you still have an opportunity to uh, spearhead change um, if you're able to get buy-in and enroll people in the process. You're listening to another episode of Entrepreneur Empire, the podcast where we talk about the most needed concept of choosing to be an entrepreneur and how it is an important need and one that might be a better fit for some people. We talk to inspiring and successful business people who maybe have played on both sides of the fence and turn the experience and wins they gain as an employee into an exciting entrepreneurial venture. Or maybe they decided that being the number two or three inside of an organization gives them everything they need to be successful, stable, and lead the life they want. Go back to the garage in the house that someone else built. Advice, stories, tips, ideas, entrepreneur empire, dreamers who do. Here's your host, Craig Powell. I am joined today by Marion. How are you doing today? I'm doing awesome. How about you, Craig? I'm doing very, very well. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm very excited to talk with you. Same here. Looking forward to the conversation. Okay, great. Well, to start things off, why don't you tell us a little bit about your interests, uh, hobbies, and kind of who you are as a person? Oh, sure. Um, so I live in the southern part of New Jersey in what's called the Pineland. So I'm a little nature addict. Um, and so being surrounded by trees and, and birds and all that, it sort of fulfills my uh, needs in life. And I happen to also love cooking. So um, I am a, a vegan, so I do lots of nature-based cooking that combines my love for nature. I'm also a cat, crazy cat lady. So I have uh, four um, rescues. And um, my husband and I have been uh, raising them for the last few years, but, um, and I also am an avid hiker. So I get a chance to go and try to visit at least one or two national parks a year. So that's sort of uh, my hobbies and interests. And you can tell a lot of it has to do with nature, sort of that combination and that, that thread throughout all my interests. Sure, very good. Well, uh, in case you were wondering if there was any doubt, I read a very in-depth piece the other day that claimed that uh, there are no psychological disorders linked to people who own cats. So I think you'll be good. <laughs> you'll be happy to know that in case there is any doubt. <laughs> oh, so I can't justify it now? <laughs> I, guess, I guess not, yeah. <laughs> okay. And uh, so tell us a little bit, what do you do for a living professionally then? Sure. So um, I've been off on my own for about four years, but I started off my business as a part-time venture, uh, gosh, already in 2003. Um, I'm a business strategist who specializes in um, working primarily with uh, the social entrepreneurial world or for-purpose businesses. And I also do corporate strategy uh, consulting for those who are looking to implement corporate social responsibility programs. My sweet spot essentially are the social intrapreneurs and the social entrepreneurs. Um, and again, as I said, that I've been doing that full time um, as an entrepreneurial venture four years now. And prior to that, I built my business on the side while I was still gainfully employed doing corporate strategy and sustainability programming work. So I'm, I have been on both sides of being both an intrapreneur and now being an entrepreneur. All right, excellent. Well, uh, on this show, we like to explore the journeys of those people who've embraced their role uh, as an entrepreneur or have experience with that and how that compares to any entrepreneurial efforts that they've made like what you're doing now. Uh, and it sounds like since you've been on both sides of the fence, would you be able to tell us a story about maybe what worked and what didn't? 
Sure. So um, I sort of have always had that entrepreneurial spirit. I remember it sort of like uh, kicked in for me during my undergraduate work. I was taking an entrepreneurship class uh, as a business major. Um, and so, I, you know, I had that little uh, entrepreneurial bug, but I obviously didn't decide to do anything into it. So for me, um, going into the corporate world, I grew up in Germany. So I always was, uh, I had that conscientious mindset. And um, I always tried to make sure that I had the best approach to my job. And that was also, um, I always looked at it this way, you've got to leave the place in a better um, place than it was if you depart into any other position. So having that entrepreneurial bug that sort of bit me while I was in college and then combining that into um, my corporate roles was always really key, right? Um, I've always been a firm believer in leading change, so I've integrated that in, in my corporate roles. Um, specifically, I can tell you my last employer before I jumped out on my own, um, which was a um, large transit um, system here uh, on the East Coast. Um, you know, very traditional, um, you know, semi-government. However, um, I also found that if you built relationships within the organization, you were able to spearhead change. And for me, that was in several roles, but one that was really helpful to me, and that was taking on a sustainability agenda. Um, and so it did take, you know, a little bit over a year to get all the corporate buy-in, given that the organization was 10,000 plus employees. But for me, that really just confirmed all my years of in the corporate world that even if you're not uh, at the top of an organization, you still have an opportunity to uh, spearhead change um, if you're able to get buy-in and enroll people in the process. And I think that obviously applies also when you're an entrepreneur. It's not just about you. It's about um, bringing people in and building those relationships. So I hear a lot of times people telling me that they're in traditional corporate environments and they're not able to take on, you know, spearheading change. And I can tell you after having worked for a very male-dominated traditional hierarchical uh, organization, you can absolutely. It takes a little bit of persistence, takes some tenacity, um, but it also relies on you being able to build connections in a network. And it sounds like you kind of hit on this already, but... Uh, can you tell us more about a specific time or experience that led you to realize your worth whenever you were more of an entrepreneur and you decided to focus on that as a strength? Um, so I was always, um, I had come from um, the tech environment going over to the transit industry. And um, on, the t on the tech side, I had uh, led some product management teams, right? So I was really good at doing um, core teams and bringing that in there. And um, I really didn't see that so much as an entrepreneurial role uh, at the time with leading that. But once I jumped into um, a larger organization, I understood that that ability to lead core teams um, and sort of uh, bringing projects to a close or introducing new concepts or um, spearheading innovation, that that really was an entrepreneurial role. And I really hadn't had that as a term so much. Um, but since I was, um, you know, building my business on the side, it dawned on me when I started doing research what the term intrapreneur actually was. Um, so I started writing about it through my business blog while I was still gainfully employed on the entrepreneurial role. Um, and that led me eventually to contributing a piece to the Huffington Post and all that. But it just really was when I realized 
that that entrepreneurial spirit that I had on the side while I was building my business while I was still employed, that that really carried over to how I approached my job in the corporate world and that there was actually a term for that. So that's really where uh, I became fascinated about the entrepreneur approach uh, within the organization. Okay, great. Yeah, and, and that's that's really exciting because as we talk to people, uh, we tend to find that there there is a skill set that is a shared skill set. I think between people who are uh, entrepreneurs versus intrapreneurs, I think there's some shared thinking uh, and some shared space as far as how you approach things and approach ideas. Uh, but obviously, it's also finding the right fit inside of an organization to be allowed to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we like to explore those instances where uh, it may be an existing business, maybe even a legacy business that's been around for you know decades or or more. Um, but you are allowed to kind of act as a startup or act as a as a new venture and go back to the garage inside the house that somebody else built. Um, that's kind of the concept that we like to work with. So what, what do you think are the skill sets that allow someone to be successful as an entrepreneur? Um, and I think I touched on this a little bit, and that is um, one factor is resilience, but it's also grit. So it's the same thing you would see with the entrepreneurial spirit where you're, you take the initiative, you're resilient, pushing it through. Um, uh, I also think what under what really differentiates an entrepreneur, maybe more so than an entrepreneur, is that they understand the, the buy-in process. So right when you're an entrepreneur, you're a little bit more the lone ranger at times with the way you spearhead it. But within the entrepreneurial role, you understand the pro- power of collaboration and buy-in. Um, you also understand the hierarchy and the approval process um, and you can work within that and you know where you can push the envelope or how to use it within your for your advantage um, so that makes the, the, uh, the entrepreneur a little bit different where they're sort of working within a framework um, and they're able to test the bounds of that framework um, and then also have a buy-in process that they that they work on to actually facilitate that change or that project or um, the focus that they're trying to create within the company. Whereas with an entrepreneur, you have a little bit, a lot more leeway and independence um, in how you approach that. Okay, yeah, and I, I completely agree with that. And I do think that for some people, uh, you know, they, they couldn't have it any other way, and maybe their DNA is built to where being an entrepreneur is uh, is what they were meant to do, what they were born to do, uh, and, they, and they couldn't imagine having that be any different. But sometimes people, I think, uh, feel like they're, they they're gravitate towards that because maybe they have some of that shared skill set or some of that shared mindset. But once they get out there, they realize that uh, – they don't necessarily have what it takes, but then they feel like uh, you know they're a failure because they couldn't hack it as a as an entrepreneur. When in reality, I think that there's a lot of opportunities for people to be very successful entrepreneurs and and make a life for themselves that uh, that you know they couldn't even have if they would have went on their own route. As long as that fits into their mold about what's happy, uh, those are the kinds of things that we like to point out. So, what do you think are some of the biggest reasons that for yourself or for others that they might choose? Uh, to be an entrepreneur versus an entrepreneur. Sure. So, and I, I think I mentioned that to you in the email that I sent you. That I don't think the entrepreneurial role is for everybody, right? Um, it, it is sometimes um, you have to have a very strong stomach, where you have to be able to be extremely comfortable with um, change and risk. 
Um, so somebody might have that entrepreneurial spirit, but that sort of for them isn't exactly what they're looking um, for or it, that's where they don't thrive. Um, the entrepreneur might be somebody who more thrives in that type of environment where there is some sense of security, but they can also drive innovation. Um, or, or, you know, I've also heard over the years, um, I remember interviewing somebody from Adobe, he had had his own startup, and then Adobe purchased his business, and he was still thriving as an intrapreneur then within Adobe because he was allowed to innovate and influence. Um, so, again, if you're not a huge risk taker, if you aren't... Um, you know, sometimes wanting to always be the Lone Ranger when it comes to certain uh, approaches. I think the entrepreneurial role is more appropriate. And I also see I do a lot of work with um, women. And I sometimes think that they, they have the dream that if they go out on their own, that that'll really help solve some of the issues. But, um, you know, I find sometimes find it would be maybe more appropriate if they took on more of an entrepreneurial role within a company versus going out on their own. Again, it really depends upon your circumstances in life, how um, risk positive you are, um, and how much you can actually stomach some of um, the tasks and independence that you need when you're an entrepreneur. Whereas with an entrepreneur, again, you have a framework. You, you're able to test it out within an existing organization. Um, you can actually access a lot of times a lot more resources within the organization depending upon the, the size of the company. So those are a lot of considerations for people. And, and kind of building on that further, though, for those people that maybe uh, are dealing with this in their own scenario, how would you suggest that they respond to the idea that an entrepreneur is just a failed entrepreneur who couldn't make it happen? Oh, gosh, no. I, I don't think they're, that they're a failed entrepreneur. I actually think that they're, um, they, they just approach it differently, right? I think you can thrive within an existing business as an intrapreneur just as much as you could as an entrepreneur. Um, I look at it as when you're an entrepreneur, sometimes within an existing uh, uh, organization, you have a lot wider influence area and structure, again, as I mentioned, than you would ever have as an entrepreneur, especially if you're a startup and you're starting small. Um, and like you said, if you're talking about you're within a legacy organization, you have the advantage of having an established brand. You have an uh, advantage of having established network. There's credibility about with that organization that sort of gives you um, a, gives you leeway versus versus having to go out on your own and start from the ground up. Um, I, I don't see the, um, the entrepreneur as a failure of the you know uh, for an entrepreneurial venture. I see it actually as the opposite, where it's somebody who's actually quite strong, too, and is willing within an existing organization to spearhead change. Um, I think both the entrepreneur and the entrepreneur uh, thrive on change. I think the entrepreneur just looks at within a different context and looking at a, the area of influence. Um, and again, legacy organizations provide that a lot of times. And, and speaking of those companies, to kind of shift to the other side of it, uh, how do you think that it's important for companies to view people as entrepreneurs and to give them that freedom? And what kind of successes and wins do you think that companies can gain from uh, creating an environment like that for entrepreneurs to thrive? 
Yeah, as I mentioned to you earlier, I had the uh, opportunity to interview uh, Mark Randall from Adobe, um, and they um, spearheaded that um, kickbox program um, within the organization to really get innovation moving forward. So as a legacy organization, some of the benefits you're going to see are retention, right? You're going to have higher retention rate if you foster that entrepreneurial spirit um, because you know, people, we don't like being babysat, right? Most of us, uh, especially if we have a little bit of that entrepreneurial spirit. So you're going to foster retention. You're also, uh, what Adobe found, for example, is they were able to introduce a lot more product concepts um, than they ever had when they, they created that type of entrepreneurship program within their own organization, right? Because they, a lot of times, a lot of the entrepreneurs came together and collaborated and created new product or service concepts. Um, also, you're going to have um, visibility within the marketplace um, because I find an entrepreneur a lot of times becomes your brand ambassador um, when you allow him or her to flourish in that type of environment. Um, they're going to be spearheading a lot more and, and talking about and promoting your organization. Um, and as well, um, they become great mentors to um, people within the organization, right? Because they understand the area of influence and looking to collaborate, and then they're able to mentor others to come along and generate um, positive change within the business environment. Again, increased products that you're able to introduce or wider service offerings, uh, higher retention rates, um, areas of influence outside of the organization, and, and brand ambassadors, which are really important in, in today's environment when you have employees as your brand ambassadors. You know, so for those people that are in those environments where maybe they see the need to take that entrepreneur route, uh, and they know that they have the skill set, and they and they want to try to pitch that to the ownership or to the upper management of a company mm -hmm. to kind of take on that role. What advice do you have for people who want to go that route but don't know how to start that conversation? So what helped me in my own personal experience, I'm going to share from that aspect, is that I typically always had somebody higher up um, sponsor my ideas. So um, I never was hesitant to approach people who were above me level-wise and enroll them in my ideas. Um, you know, I, I was not shy hiding in an office or a cube. I always, you know, felt very comfortable interacting at different higher levels and, and had that as a network. So if somebody is interested in becoming an entrepreneur and taking on that role within an organization, definitely look for sponsorship within your organization. Get somebody at a higher level uh, who you can sort of um, look to as a mentor and bounce ideas off of and sort of gain his or her knowledge and how to sell your concepts within the organization, especially those who have a pretty uh, good connection within the organization. I think that's absolutely key. So if you have to, if you had to ask me um, what really helped me throughout my career, uh, corporate career and the entrepreneurial role is that I always had somebody above me who I was able to enroll in the process and have them sponsor my concepts or my projects or my ideas. And for those people that do want to take that entrepreneur route, what's some advice or resources or tools uh, that you can give to those people who want to develop their skill set and develop that idea and framework about how they want to operate as an entrepreneur? Sure. So one thing I always made sure is I took advantage of a lot of the professional or leadership development programs within any organization that I worked. So if there were, you know, I, I, fortunately I, I worked for a larger organization, so they were offered as part of HR. 
uh, initiatives. So I always made sure that I participated in those to show that they had an interest in developing within the organization and learning about the organization. Um, I volunteered for certain projects within the organization that maybe might not have been in my direct area, but outside of there so I could get involved and learn. Um, I also did what I call informational interviews with people within the company um, that were maybe in other departments just to understand a lot more the workings of that type of department and just to see how the, the organization was structured. Um, and then from the outside of the organization, I got myself involved in committees and organizations um, serving in roles. So, for example, I um, had was fortunate enough to serve on the Mayor's Sustainability Working Group for the City of Philadelphia um, through some of my networking. So I uh, inserted myself into uh, roles in, in a, you know, in a diplomatic and constructive way, but I wasn't shy to take on um, roles that were outside of my comfort zone too, right? Maybe I didn't have the exact 100% experience, but I was able to take on a role in some aspect because I, you know, spent time on informational interviews. I went out there and tried to get involved in representing the, the company. Um, I also took advantage of professional development within the company and I also invested on my own in you know some programs for personal development and skill building as well. Uh, you really can't undervalue the importance of always continuing to sharpen your axe and uh, and keep learning. The only knowledge that can hurt you is the knowledge you don't have, as they say. Oh, absolutely. So, I, I'm a firm believer in develop yourself so you can develop your business or your career. So you, you can't do one without the other. Yeah, that's great advice. So tell us, uh, Marion, what are some upcoming or current projects or events or news that you'd like to share with us that you're most excited about? Sure. So I'm about to launch uh, a brand new program called Impact Makers. Um, and it's really, it's geared towards women uh, who see themselves as social entrepreneurs or social entrepreneurs or who are within organizations and they're trying to weave in a social impact component within their um the current role, sort of what we're talking about with the entrepreneurial role. And that's uh, a six-month group mentoring um, program that I'm going to be doing uh, with a group of women. And for me, that's one of the most exciting things for me to pay it forward as a woman um, who's had an opportunity to sort of thrive in both the corporate world and now working on my own. Um, so that is one of the, 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 I've been wanting to do this for years and um, given the, the changes we've seen in our country and, and the climate, I was like, you know what, this is the best time for me to be able to pay it forward and, and do something that I absolutely love. Um, and again, you know, I think I mentioned to you earlier, I have such a sweet spot for social entrepreneurs and social entrepreneurs. So it's, it's sort of a dream come true for me that I have an opportunity to be able to launch that type of program. Okay, great. Yeah, and we'll we'll definitely get some uh, links from you and some more information that we'd like to share with the audience uh, if you're interested in working with Marion in that capacity or reaching out for her for uh, you know to to do an event with her or to uh, to use her services. Then we will definitely provide that for everyone. Uh, but building on that, Marion, what are the best ways that people can connect with you? Obviously, it's my website. Obviously, we're at these days. It's all about the website. So, um, and obviously, you're going to include a link down there. Um, I'm also extremely Extremely active out on Twitter, um, a um, contributor for both Huffington Post and Ariana Huffington's new um, venture, Thrive Global. So um, I share both my own blog content as well as the articles that I write for both publications out there. Um, so that's a really easy way. So both my website and, and Twitter, um, and obviously I you'll have the links for them to be able to 
access that too. So those are great ways. And um, please send me a shout out on Twitter um, if you know, have any questions. I look at it as um, if you're an entrepreneur and you're shy about stepping up, please send me a, a little you know message. Happy to help and provide some guidance because while I'm an entrepreneur now, I think the corporate world needs a lot more intrapreneurs to step up and shake things up. Yeah, definitely. That's excellent advice. So definitely we encourage everybody to reach out to Marion. Uh, she has great input and, and, and great experience that she can share with others. So Marion, thank you so much. I appreciate you helping us move forward on the discussion of how important it is to be an entrepreneur and to develop those skill sets uh, to be successful in each of our lives. So thank you for coming on and maybe we'll bring you on again in the future and uh, catch up with you. Oh, I love that, Craig. Thanks so much for your time today. really appreciate this. All right. Thank you. appreciate it. Thank you for taking the time to listen to another episode of Entrepreneur Empire. I appreciate and I value your attention and I hope that this was something that helps you in your world. Look, the best way that you can help with the show is to rate it with five stars and leave a review for me on the iTunes store. Also, make sure and share it with other people who you think would enjoy being involved in this discussion. For more related content, make sure and visit EntrepreneurEmpire.com like the Entrepreneur Empire page on Facebook, and follow me personally on both Twitter and Instagram, at Craig C. Powell, for regular news, inspiration, and information, and the Quote of the Day Breakdown video series. Until next time, stay humble and hustle hard.